Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show. We are talking about Thanksgiving this week, and uh, not just the holiday, but the the act of giving thanks to God. To either, you know, th- I'm showing my ignorance again. I know that Thanksgiving, the holiday, has something to do with like. Indians and <laughs> wait 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 no no yeah yeah I mean you know I mean you know uh, th- giving thanks is something that has been practiced in, by God's people through the centuries and the millennia uh, so Amen. so let's, but the holiday but but, but in terms holiday. of uh, well and in terms of that you know you you have uh, you you have to be reminded of what took place. You know, the Mayflower came over here. They arrive in wintertime. You know, they're destitute of food. Uh, the majority of people pass away that year. Um, the, you know, God and his providence. I mean, actually, somebody ought to just do a whole story on Squanto again for everybody. But Squanto was an Indian that had been you know, See, I knew cap- an Indian was in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah captured off the off the coast, um, brought into slavery, then ends up in a home in England somehow, um, learns the English language. Uh, the people that own him feel sorry, bring him back to his uh, to Native America. He gets there, his own his whole tribe's been wiped out. But as a result, he's the one that brings Massasoit, the Indian chief, and makes peace with the new Mayflower attendees there. And uh, actually, you know, from that, uh, that first Thanksgiving, which they celebrate with the Indians, uh, and give thanks to God for his providence, simply yeah. for surviving. Right. So, so basically, that first Thanksgiving was about surviving. Right. You know, God has brought us thus far, and we made it through a winter. Amen. We made it through a year. Um, I, I believe it's focused on the family, does a great radio drama on the life of, of Squanto, um, yeah. and there's a great... There's a new Kids book. book. There's a, a book by um, name just escapes me. He wrote the book on Bonhoeffer. Eric, uh, Eric, Eric, Eric McTaxis wrote this wonderful book on Squanto for children. I would get it. Yeah, and it's his story is one of much suffering and pain and sorrow, and how he comes to saving faith in Jesus Christ right. in the midst of those hardships is a, a beautiful testimony of the providence of God orchestrating the events of his life to it's really a modern day joseph Mm -hmm. oh yes they meant it for evil god meant it for good and he's going to be the source of in essence the physical salvation of those those early settlers yeah um and it's just a wonderful picture of well why are we giving thanks it's really that original thanksgiving was we're giving thanks for god's good providence in the midst of the hardships of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whole story is uh, spelled out 
in William Bradford's uh, of Plymouth Plantation. You know, he was uh, he was one of those people that came over on the Mayflower. His wife drowns in the sea when, when they first come, uh, when he's out exploring the land. Um, and then the governor of the colony dies. He's pointed to that task. Yeah. And it's just a, it, the whole thing is a beautiful story of, of God's providence and faithfulness. We as um, we as Americans really ought to remember that, yeah. uh, not simply, uh, you know, a, a meal, yeah. but go back and reflect on the goodness yeah, of God. We're missing the heart of, of the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. By the way, holiday is holy day. Mm-hmm. Um, by simply merely reducing it to family time and meal time. Those are also blessings from mm-hmm. God that God should be acknowledged for. So today on the broadcast, we're talking about how giving thanks is spiritual warfare. Uh, Philippians chapter four, verse six, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So uh, Paul is telling us to pray in a certain way, um, and it's in the midst of anxiety. And he's saying, pray in a way where you're engaging in thanksgiving at the same time. Now, why would Paul include thanksgiving in the midst of our anxieties? Well, I think it points to our circumstances, uh, you know, Recognizing that all all things do come to us and they they flow uh, through God's hands to us, uh, you know one of those uh, great films that Jimmy Stewart was in is a is that movie Shenandoah takes place in this civil war where he's this widowed patriarch with six sons and you know he's his wife has passed away he has his own spiritual problems he his own virtue of self sufficiency. Um, you know, is is a vice now. He, he credits all his family efforts for providing for their daily bread. He, at the beginning, he goes, he makes this prayer at table because his wife has basically said she wants him to, you know, carry on this tradition. He, but he prays, we cook the harvest, it wouldn't be here, and we wouldn't be eating if, if we hadn't done it all ourselves. We work dog bone hard for every crumb and morsel, but we thank you, Lord, just the same for the food we're about to eat. Amen. It's really somewhat sacrilegious. But then, you know, what happens is the Civil War comes, you know, he, he begins to lose things through the process. His word turns upside down and, uh, you know, conflict comes. And in the end, you know, um, one of his sons comes limping home from the battle. Other th- people, he's lost other uh, sons. And in the end, uh, he's broken um, by the misfortune, but he's... He's found the steadfast grace of God, you know, that he is able to thank the Lord for the things that he has. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is what we need to come to when we think about our circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to think, thank the Lord for what we have. You know, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I mean, Sometimes misfortune uh, points us to the the grace of God, and uh, we're tempted to resent God, blame Him as the cause of evil and pain. But you know, we come to realize that you know God is not the source of evil; He's only good and unchangeably good. That's right. 
I think Paul is is dealing with this whole idea of anxiety um, because when we're anxious, we're saying something about God. We're saying something about the fact that we don't trust him, that we don't trust that he really truly does govern over all things and that he's good. And we question whether he's good or not. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 6, when Jesus talks about don't be anxious. Well, what's he dealing with? He's dealing with really God's care for his children. Can he clothe them? Can he feed them? Can he provide for them? And then he ends by saying, pagans run after these things. Mm -hmm. Those that don't know God and his care and his control, they're anxious. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But God's children ought not to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it really is a spiritual war in the heart of the person. Yeah. Because what's being fought for is God's good and gracious rule over our lives. Right. And whether we actually believe that to be true and will live out of the reality of that truth. Yeah. So so in other words, thankfulness is the weapon against anxiety. You could say it like that is a weapon against anxiety. That's correct. Yep. That, I mean, we subscribe to, Jonathan and I subscribe to the the Heidelberg Catechism, and and one of them is dealing with Lord's Day 10 about the idea of God's providence and, and, and why. Why can we be all of these things? Well, patient in affliction, thankful in, in all, in prosperity, because we know that we have a heavenly father that takes care of us, that it's the idea that nothing comes to us by chance, but everything comes to us through his fatherly hand. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it's easy to say it. I, I think the warfare is living it. Yeah, so there's a great example from um, John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Remember when uh, Pilgrim was in Doubting Castle mm-hmm. and they were he, him and Hopeful were locked away in the cage and uh Pilgrim started to despair, uh, despair of life. And that's what the giant mm-hmm. was trying to do, trying to get him to commit giant suicide. Despair. And um, this is what Hopeful said to him. He said, my brother, remember not how valiant you have been um, up to this time? Apollyon could not crush thee, nor could all that thou didst hear or see or feel in the valley of the shadow of death. What hardship and terror and amazement hast thou already gone through? And art thou now uh, now nothing but fear? Thou seest that I am in the dungeon with thee, a far weaker man by nature than thou art. Also, this giant has wounded me as well as thee and has cut off our bread and water, with, and, and I mourn with thee. But let us exercise a little more patience. Remember how thou playest the man at the vanity fair. And he goes on and on, basically reminding him of all the things that God has delivered him through. Mm-hmm. And so Hopeful was showing him how thankfulness was the weapon against despair and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, you know, when, we, when we're thanking, thanking the Lord instead of being anxious, we have to go back to even what Jesus said in, in, Math, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? 
And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Don't worry about the next day, he's saying. You know, there's going to be circumstances ahead that you're going to need to remember this verse, these these truths that yep. God cares for you. Yep, yep, amen. And thankfulness is really getting our attention off of us and our circumstances and, and fixing them on, on God and saying, I really do trust him. And I mean, Philippians 4 is saying, don't be anxious, but yeah. in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God mm-hmm. and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. Yeah. So it's it's turning those concerns back over to God and saying, I'm thankful I'm your child. Yes. Yeah. And I'm thankful you take care of me yes. and that's enough. Yeah. yeah. The Father knows you have I'm glad the Father knows I have need of these things. Yeah. I'm just gonna tell you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need this. And, and and so remember that listener this week that if, if you're thinking about spiritual warfare in too narrow of terms, like, well, yeah, spiritual warfare is those things that are happening in, in Ephesians 6. Those are what s- super Christians do. That's that's false. Every time you engage in thanksgiving, you are engaging in battling despair and anxiety and, and every other temptation that the devil would bring your way. Um, giving thanks is spiritual warfare. We'll see you next time. 